Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana with today's episode of our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Life, for your life. Every day we get life, we give life, we love life, we let life go when we go to sleep. One circle, one cup, one day. Zen is always about one, one And the answers, the gifts of Zen are a little bit different from the ones we usually have when we come to questions and concerns. So I enjoy doing this and I love having you with us. Today, the title of our talk is Go Wash Your Cup. That's it. (laughs) Go wash your cup. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) Go wash my cup. You mean do the dishes? You mean make the bed? You mean sweep the floor? Is that it? What are you saying? What is this about? So let me start by saying that we all, of course, of course, are seeking happiness, peace of mind, joy, success, many, 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 many things. Our life has become about seeking, seeking, seeking. What will today bring? What blessings are here for me? As if we have to hope or wait for them or wonder Will today bring a blessing? Will it be a good day? That's a question we get a lot. Will it be a good day? Will it be a good vacation? Will it be a good relationship? Good and bad, right and wrong. Will it go according to my dreams? Will my dreams be fulfilled? This is why I do the podcast. To, to speak to these concerns, to our everyday life concerns. And of course, everyone is asking, how do I get that? What, what have I done wrong? What do I have to do right? Zen teachings are a little bit different. They say, okay, you want happiness? Fine. <laughs> it's yours for the asking. In fact, it's right here under your nose. There's no problem. No problem. For most of us, our life is nothing but a problem. So everyone asks then of a Zen path, well, how do I get this happiness that you're talking about? Or this contentment, or whatever word you want to use. If you go to a true Zen teacher, and there are many Zen teachers, they're all true teachers, it's not like one is good, one isn't, but if you go to certain kinds of Zen teachers, they won't answer your question directly. If you say, how, do, well, how should I live my life? What, what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? What do I need to do? They will not answer the question directly. And sometimes they will reply with another question. Or some in the past, and even today, will perform some strange actions. They'll do something odd that we have, don't understand at all. Like maybe they'll hit the table, or they'll, in a beautiful koan, they, someone just took their sandals off their feet, put them on their head, and walked out of the room. So sometimes this kind of Zen behavior makes it look as though Zen is cryptic or confusing or playing games, or maybe it's mysterious. That None of that is true at all. That's just what it seems. Zen is all right here in plain sight. Nothing mysterious. We want mystery We want excitement and romance, and it is exciting and romantic, but it's plain 
and hear in plain sight. And when we listen to Zen stories, it actually helps us realize that. So let me tell you one of these wonderful stories that today's episode is based upon. There was a student searching very deeply, very, very sincerely for the truth of life, of the truth of reality, and they turned to the Zen way and was searching for a teacher and searching for answers. This is actually very common in all the Zen stories. There's someone really searching. And this person climbed a steep mountain. I like that part too. You know, we have so many mountains in our life, and also by climbing a steep mountain, they're saying they try to get to the peak, to the mountaintop, to the peak of consciousness, to the peak of awareness. They wanted to get to a high place, way up, maybe apart from everyday life, maybe apart from the village, maybe apart, beyond, above where they were now, thinking that the answers were somewhere else, high on the mountaintop, not down in the rubble-tubble of our everyday life. Anyway, this student, as many others, did find a teacher sitting up there on the top of the mountain in a hut, which I love that hut. I love that Zen hut. That's a whole episode itself, which I will do. He found his a great teacher or sitting in the Zen hut, just sitting there in the hut. <laughs> so the student bowed to the teacher. The teacher welcomed the student into the hut, which was very lovely, welcoming the student in. Some teachers push you away, bang the door. Get out, get away, go down back down the mountain, they might yell. And actually the welcoming into the hut and the kicking the student out of the hut or tossing them away, ultimately in the Zen practice, is the same thing. But we'll talk about that too a little later, welcoming the student into the hut. What is he welcoming him into, really? What space is this? And are we really ever separated from it? Is it something apart from us? Is this space, is this wonderful Zen hut space on top of a mountain, away from our lives? Do we have to find someone else sitting in it? These are the questions beneath his action. Welcomed the student into the hut, and he actually offered him a cup of tea. (coughs) Now that's a very symbolic and common thing. Again, in the Zen stories, a cup of tea, the student is offered a cup of tea, drinks a cup of tea, or the teacher will say to a student, drink your tea. Tea means many things here. A cup of tea, refreshment, nourishment, a moment to pause and to just be with what you have and to enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's a very common action. I remember many, many years ago with my teacher, many years ago, I went up to have a meeting with him about finally, after sitting together for a long time and not saying a word, he invited me up to his room for a few words. What a moment that was. What a moment. I had no idea what to expect. Nothing. 
And the first thing he did was to whisk a cup of green tea from the powder, with the powder and the hot water. And we spent a long time not saying a word. I just remember sitting and watching him whisk the green powder and make this wonderful cup of tea. There was nothing more delicious. And nothing need be said. Watching him whisk that powder into green tea with the hot water and the whisk, the bamboo whisk, really said it all. So this, I don't know if this particular teacher in the hut whisked the tea, it doesn't say so, but he did offer the student this eternal cup of green tea. And the student accepted it, he drank it, and when he was finished with the tea, the student turned to the teacher and said, please teach me the truth of life and how to find happiness. <laughs> that student at the moment missed the point. He added on something quite extra. So that was okay. Please teach me the truth of this life and how to find happiness. In Zen teachings, saying the answer or asking the question can be extra. Everything is revealed. It's right there. The question and the answer, right there. It's in the action. It's in what happens in an encounter or in your life. Anyway, in this case, when the student asked the question, the teacher smiled and he said, Did you just drink your cup of tea? Of course, said the student. Then go wash your cup, the teacher replied. Go wash your cup. <clears throat> what a beautiful answer that is. Actually, that answer contains everything. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry. And the answer was delivered by the teacher in a wonderful way. He, what he did was he used the activity of the moment, the condition life presented to him, to answer the question. Instead of preaching a sermon or opening a book and trying to find an answer, he just used that moment to answer. The tea itself was the sermon, and also the student drinking it. Go wash your cup. <coughs> Happiness is right here under your nose, the teacher was saying. Whatever condition life presents is it. Be fully aware of it. Drink your tea. Enjoy it. And then take care of your cup. Very important response. Do what's next carefully. Say thank you. Take care of whatever presents itself to you and whatever surrounds you. Don't leave your teacup for someone else to clean. Don't just gulp the tea and toss away the teacup. That teacup has served you. Don't just drink your tea and toss away your teacher. Don't just take the gifts given and throw out the one who gives it. See what has to be done right now and do it. 
thank those who have participated in giving many, many offerings. Honor your teacup for offering the tea and wash it carefully. Zen is telling us that nothing is too simple or ordinary to be overlooked. By seeing what is needed and doing it immediately and full-heartedly, happiness is right there, nothing else necessary. By accepting the gifts and the wonderful offerings of life, because we do need nourishment, we need to accept the beautiful gifts of life, And then we need to respond. It's our response that's going to determine happiness or not happiness. Are we going to wash the cup? Are we going to say thank you? If we hear someone in need, are we going to extend our hands to them? In fact, happiness in Zen is both drinking the tea and (laughs) washing the cup. It's the gratitude that accompanies it. And happiness resides in the very actions we take themselves. There's no need to look somewhere else for it. When the simple actions of your life, when whatever is presented to you is received without complaint or resistance, when you stop wanting to hand over the tasks of your life to someone else, all the teacups that have to be washed, you do it. Oh, I'll hire someone to do that. No, you cannot hire anyone to wash your teacup. This is your teacup. You're the one who drank the tea. When you stop refusing what has to be done and just do whatever is here before you now, you will. your life will really, really become one of action, of aliveness, of spontaneousness, spontaneity and happiness, if we want to use that word. You know, in the Zen world, happiness is not some state of euphoria that or bliss that we achieve that hits us for a little while, and then it passes. That's just another state of mind. And actually, that can be like a drug. If we chase that kind of happiness, we'll be going up and down on the merry-go-round of life, always looking for the next thrill or delight, the next fantastic relationship, the next time we're going to fall in love. I'm not saying we're not going to have fantastic relationships or fall in love, certainly. Those are byproducts of a life well lived, of drinking your tea and washing your cup. And when we both drink our tea and then wash our cups carefully, attend to what's there carefully and lovingly, a life of completion and fulfillment is right here at hand. So I'd like to kind of conclude with a little, maybe a little exercise, some way to integrate this material in your life. Some of us like to do sittings as in practice, which is wonderful. Some aren't doing that, and that's okay too, because every moment can be zazen practice when we receive our lives in a certain kind of way. So take a moment and notice what is right here before you right now. Is it a cup of coffee, (laughs) a cup of tea, a cup of lemonade? Is it a crying child or a lonely elder person? 
Is there a task left that has been unattended to, or maybe a phone call that has to be made? Pause first and drink your cup of tea. That means take a moment to refresh yourself. Maybe it's some time to meditate. Maybe it's to stretch or take a walk. Maybe it's a moment of silent reflection. Whatever whatever suits you, whatever is your cup of tea, take your time to take in some nourishment. And then, afterwards, take the very next step that appears and wash your cup. Look after whatever is in front of you. Do it naturally without great fuss. And honor it by doing it fully. Try it this day by day, hour by hour, and see how your life unfolds. Well, it's been wonderful to talk to you today and to share this. Please contact me anytime. I've been getting so many interesting and beautiful emails. My uh, my, e- my email is toptopspeaker at yahoo.com and the webcast is... The podcast is on our website, zenwisdomtoday.com. You can find the other podcasts there as well, or on iTunes or any place else. There are many places it's being uh, broadcast right now. I'm On August 8th, which is a Sunday afternoon, I'm going to be at the Society for Jewish Science on East 39th Street, 130 East 39th Street, offering a seminar, a workshop all afternoon with John Mundy, who is one of the teachers of the Course in Miracles and the author of many books on the Course. We're going to do a workshop together called Zen and the Course in Miracles, which should be a lot of fun, very interesting and enjoyable. If you'd like more information about it, if you'd like to come join us, uh, please let me know. Contact me at topspeaker at yahoo.com and I will forward uh, your email to the person who registers others. And so for now, for the meantime, let me wish you a wonderful week tea every day and a very special time washing your cup. Again, I thank you so very much for sharing and being with us and being part of our Zen Wisdom for Today community. Thank you, and have a beautiful day.